Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. All right, joining me on the telephone lines is my buddy Dave Grenig, one of the top handicappers in the country. He does it for the daily racing form, and he's going to do it for us for the next uh, 10 minutes or so. DG, how you be? I'm doing good, Jody. Just, uh, just a reminder, though, that Twitter is undefeated. That's true. Well, I, I, and I'm taking my lumps today. I don't take them often, uh, but every once in a while I do, and I take it like a man. Have you ever been uh, to either Orlando, Disney Orlando or uh, Universal? I have, but it's been a while, um, and I wouldn't remember where the Aerosmith <laughs> show is. All right, good. Thank you. Uh, you're not going to bury me any further. Not that I need any more dirt kicked on my grave. Well, I had some dirt kicked on my grave yesterday because although I always come into every big race believing that you got to stay away from a favorite, there's so much value in there's large fields. And yesterday wasn't as large as usual, not a 20 horse field down to only 15, but I was certainly looking for value and I didn't want to bet Tesla law, but I'm also a slave to my ability to handicap. And I just didn't see any way he could get beaten a race so I played him on top of almost all of my exotics, and he came up short. Uh, did you take a beating yesterday like I did? I, I kind of laid low in the race, to be honest with you, Jody. I, I just played a, a few gimmicks underneath uh, Tis the Law, and, and neither one, you know, obviously he didn't win, but none of my longer shots came came in. I also did not think he was going to lose. Um, part of it maybe is I got too close to, you know, I've seen this horse every day for however many months. But I just didn't see that there was anybody who was going to be able to beat him, even if he regressed a little bit from the Travers. Barkley Tag said after the race that, hey, he just didn't like the track. Now, it was a nice track. It was a good track. They were running some very fast numbers there yesterday. It didn't mean that there was something wrong with the track. It was just not to that horse's liking. He's only lost two races in his life, and both of them have come at Churchill Downs. Now, the one that he lost as a two-year-old, you could actually maybe understand because it was a bad track, wet track, water all over it, and he might not have liked that. But there was no explanation for yesterday's performance or no blame to be had by Churchill Downs other than the animal might not like the track itself, correct? Correct. I mean, there's, there's uh, a lot of that goes on. Horses just don't seem to handle the track as, some tracks as well as they handle others. I don't think Honor AP really liked that track either. I mean, he somehow managed to get fourth. But if you watch the beginning of the race, it looked like he was going to get eased. Uh, I don't know what was going on there early, but some horses don't get over certain surfaces. And I also didn't, I threw out last year's loss at uh, Churchill for the wet track, the trip that he had, 
He was a younger horse, too, third, making his third career start. He's blossomed into a man this year, I thought. So I didn't see him getting deep, but he didn't, you know, he had the same trip that he had gotten in, never, in almost all his other races, uh, stalking outside, comes up to the horse in front, and in all the other situations, he went by. This time, he didn't. Now, here are a couple theories. One I did express before the race is this was his first time running back in four weeks. Uh, all his other races were spaced out, I think, between seven and 12 weeks. He was running back in four weeks off a of career best. Most handicappers kind of take that into consideration and say, well, he's probably going to bounce. I kind of did, but I still thought, like I said earlier, he could bounce and still win. Wasn't the case. Authentic was a, wasn't the horse I thought could beat him because I didn't think Authentic really wanted a mile and a quarter. But I was proven wrong again because Bob Baffert can almost do anything. <laughs> yes, he can, and he got authentic, ready for it. And I'm the same as you because I, I, following speed figures, uh, a lot of good numbers coming out of the Haskell, including authentics, because he hung on to win the race but almost got caught at the wire by New York traffic. I watched the race, and I just didn't think it was impressive. And sometimes you agree with the speed figures, and sometimes you think they're a little bit off. That's why I didn't necessarily like the horse, because I thought too much was being made of that Monmouth race. I didn't think the Haskell was all that impressive. I guess those who put out the speed figures were right, and Jody McDonald was wrong. Well, it wasn't impressive visually, and he said, I think Bob had said something that Mike got caught, I think Mike wrote him, Mike Smith wrote him that day, he got caught a little bit off guard with what the horse does and how the, how the horse acts when he gets the lead and kind of loafs a little bit. And the one thing that you have to credit Bob and Barkley for is, is that they work their horses. They train, they train them hard. They, they get them prepared for these races. And, and uh, Bob got that horse back to California and he worked them really hard. And uh, the horse stood up to the rigorous training and, and improved from it. And then he got a loose on the lead, not too easy fractions, but he did get loose yesterday and uh, carried it all the way when the other ones just couldn't, didn't, didn't, couldn't or didn't want to go by. I mentioned the same thing last night that maybe, just maybe, coming back after four weeks off was a little bit much to ask of Tis the Law. And he had, as you pointed out, never done that before. Um, so it certainly was different. Was he going to be able to handle it or not? Nobody knows. Now we know not as well as he did for his previous races. Barkley Tag didn't commit to the Preakness after the race. Spoke again today made it sound even less likely that he's going to the Preakness. If you want to go to the Breeders' Cup Classic, there's no way you go Kentucky Derby into the Preakness, into the Breeders' Cup, do you? I don't think so. I know that Jack Knowlton, who heads the Sacatoga stable that owns this horse, would like to go in the Preakness. They'd like, he'd like to go Preakness, Breeders' Cup. I don't think Barkley wants to do that. Uh, Barkley will get him back to New York on Tuesday. Barkley probably won't see him for a a little while because there's a horse sale in Lexington this coming week. But he'll evaluate the horse and and give Jack his opinion. And I think his opinion will be, I'd rather skip. Or or he'll say, look, pick one or the other. If you want to run uh, in the Preakness, then we're not going to do the Breeders' Cup. If you want to run the Breeders' Cup, I don't want to do the Preakness. So I think that the only way he runs in the Preakness is if they come to that agreement. I think that Barkley will get him to skip the Preakness and point to the Breeders' Cup Classic. That'll be nine weeks, which is in this horse's wheelhouse, and I think it gives him plenty of time to recharge the batteries and work the horse satisfactorily to get him ready to run another mile and a quarter. You and I agree. Dave Grenning, Daily Racing Forum, Handicapper, our guest here on CBS Sports Radio.
Same situation for the winner of yesterday's Kentucky Derby. If you want to try and run in both, you're pushing the horse to do something he's never done before. Authentic looked a more well-rested horse and certainly had more left in the tank, even if his breeding didn't say he could get a mile and a quarter. He dug in pretty damn well in that stretch to come away with the victory. Um, Are they going to go Preakness and shut it down for the year or skip the Preakness and go to the Breeders' Cup? Uh, Triple Crown race is important. Uh, the purse of uh, the second, the British Cup Classic, much more significant than the one in the Preakness. How do you think Baffert and his connections handle Authentic? It's a more uh, interesting thing with Authentic because he had a little bit more time going from his previous race to this race. He, he raced, raced in the Haskell on July 18th, so he had three weeks uh, longer than did Barkley than Law did coming in. So he might be a little bit fresher to be able to handle coming back in four and then maybe four again. The, the other dynamic here is Baffert has a lot of older horses that are headed to the Breeders' Cup Classic and Probable, who won the Whitney here. Maximum Security, who won the Pacific Classic. Uh, wonder where Bob puts Authentic in that realm, of, in that mix of horses. And he might say to the owners, hey, we have a better chance to win the Preakness than you do to beat my other two horses in the Breeders' Cup Classic. Let's go to the Preakness, and then we can take a shot in the, in the Breeders' Cup if we think he's still doing okay. But if you of the two races that we're talking about, I think you have a better shot to win the Preakness, then they might go to the Preakness. He's saying all the right things in terms of saying we're going to leave him in Kentucky. He's going to give him the D. Wayne Lucas to oversee his training for a little while and point to the Preakness. We'll see if he actually runs there. But that's what I think might happen. I think he might run in the Preakness, and then if the Breeders' Cup is there and he still has horse left, maybe take a shot. But I don't think he'd go into it with a whole lot of confidence. You and I have done this for years. Uh, you've been my recap guy the day after a Triple Crown race and looking forward. So you and I, after every Kentucky Derby for the last eight, nine, ten years, however long you and I have been doing it, I've always asked you this question about new shooters. Who are the new shooters going to be? And it's usually from Kentucky into uh, Baltimore, but that's usually two weeks later with the Belmont Stakes next to come. This year we've got four weeks in between, and this is the final of the Triple Crown races. But the question is still the same. Are there any new shooters out there who could be major factors in the Preakness? Well, I guess a couple of them who were pointing to the Kentucky Derby. And, you know, as you mentioned, the race was only 15 horses. That's because we had so many defections the week of. And I guess it's a matter of how those horses in particular, or most specifically, I should say, is Art Collector. He would have been the second choice in the Kentucky Derby, but he didn't enter because there was an issue earlier in the week. If it's not that serious and they can get him, uh, get over it and get some training into him, he could show up in the Preakness and be a major threat. Um, there's a horse that's running tomorrow. Oh, well, let me go back. King Guillermo, another one. He had a temperature. A lot of people right. liked him coming into the pre- into the Derby. I wasn't one of them, but a lot of people did like him. Uh, that will just be another month longer <laughs> layoff of this horse, who I don't think has run since March. But, again, he's another one who was pointing. He was entered in the Derby. He had a scratch. About 1,000 words, Bob's other horse, who flipped in the paddock yesterday. And how, how about Bob? Let's, let's just talk about that for a second. He had yeah. Nadal, Charlatan, and May. They got hurt. He had 1,000 words here. He flips the paddock, and yet he still wins the Derby. He still <laughs> finds amazing. a way to win the Derby. Right. But uh, that's another one. And then as far as uh, we had a – there's a, a horse running tomorrow at Laurel by the name of Happy Saver, trained by Todd Fletcher. He's only run twice, but he's been very impressive in both his races. And if he wins the race called the Federico Tessio at Laurel, if he earns a free berth into the Preakness, 
I think he'd be an interesting horse in there, kind of depending on who else is in the race, because going in there with that lightly, lightly, light amount of experience may, uh, may work against him. And then we had a race here yesterday, the Jim Dandy, Mystic Guide, won the race. A horse called Live Your Beast Life was second. Both of those are planning to uh, at least take a strong, hard look at the Preakness. Fair enough. Um, Authentic's win was the seventh fastest in the history of the Kentucky Derby and the fastest since Menarcos. It was a fast track, but they always zoom up Churchill Downs on Derby Day. But this one was even quicker than usual because, as I said, the fastest one in 20-some-odd years. Your eyes, the teletimer, speed figures, how impressive is Authentic's victory going to be a couple of days after the race? It was a solid win, Jody. I, I really thought it was solid. For him, to, he ran a fast, early pace here, 22-4, and 46-2. Now, again, the 22-4 and four is down straightaway. But uh, I thought for him to hang on like that and, 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 and uh, repel a horse like Law was pretty impressive. And, you know, if Law were to come back to win the Breeders' Cup Classic, then two things could be true. One, he didn't like Churchill Downs. And two, Authentic ran a really good race in the Kentucky Derby. Um, is he going to be remembered? I, I, this whole Triple Crown scene this year is going to be remembered because of what happened and when the races were and who won them. And, uh, but, you know, I, don't, I think we'll know more about Authentic if he runs as a four-year-old than just how good he really is. And the one thing that might be beneficial to racing from the whole COVID situation is I would think a lot of these horses are going to run at four because they may not have been able to do enough at three to, uh, you know, to go to stud. All right. I didn't see this. Uh, usually I will, would have by this time. I just didn't catch it today. Maybe you know. I did see something on the television numbers. It was the lowest-ranked derby in a long time. But as far as compared to other sporting events, it actually did quite well. Only the NFL draft over the last several months has gotten a bigger number. Sports in general on TV aren't doing as well as everybody thought they would post-pandemic, so there's mixed results on the TV side. How did the handled side go? Was it uh, business as usual, down slightly, up? Uh, Kentucky Derby handled day, no being in September is not the same as May. People's cha- time, plans change. They have to react. How did the money play out yesterday? Yeah, not good. Uh, they were down about 47%. It was about uh, 135000000 million, and they're usually around 247 It was... Uh, uh, low, probably surprisingly uh, low, but you know you had Saratoga, you had Del Mar, uh, different different point in time in the season, the economy. I think it all played a role in it. Um, Louisville, you know, and and obviously no fans. I mean, right. I guess I should name that number one. I mean, you usually have 150,000 people there. You had zero. Uh, so that that you know, all that combined, you can was going to play a massive role in the reduction. I'm not sure they would anticipated that big of reduction. Fair enough. All right. Uh, how good is the Breeders' Cup Classic going to be if the three-year-olds decide to take their chances at Preakness? If Barkley Tag believes, hey, uh, it's all about Churchill, and I, it wasn't because my horse was short or four weeks rest. Uh, I need to redeem this loss, and he decides to go there, and um, Authentic does the same, and it takes a chunk out of both. How good is this year's Breeders' Cup if it doesn't have a major three-year-old player? Uh, I don't think it'll be good. That's why I think these horses will point for the Breeders' Cup, because I think a horse like Tis the Law 
could be favored or second choice. Uh, I'm a maximum security fan. I know there's a lot of uh, baggage that comes with that horse. So I think he's a really cool horse, a good horse, uh, and not just a, a you know a product of chemicals. I think he's a, a really good racehorse. Uh, we'll see what other ones show up, but I, I think the overall quality and depth of the older male divisions isn't necessarily there. Although a horse like By My Standards, a horse like Tom's Day of Tot, uh, are solid. But I think you need the three-year-olds to make it a really solid race, and I think you'll get the three-year-olds there. I, I really think they'll skip the $1 million race. It's a, it's a game of math, Jody. You go for $7 million over $1 million. Exactly. Last thing, will we see the 2021 Kentucky Derby winner in the hopeful tomorrow at Saratoga? Probably not. Um, I think the horses that are going seven furlongs in September don't necessarily you know, play out to be the ones that go a mile and a quarter in May, provided we get back to May in the Kentucky Derby. Um, I'm going to say, it's a pretty... I'm not going out on a limb here. I'll take the limb. I'll, I'll say no. <laughs> You'll take the under and the no. Very good. Dave, good stuff. Always a pleasure, my friend. Hope you uh, continue to catch and we'll continue following. Thanks for a couple inside, minutes inside tonight. You got it, Jody. Do well. Dave Grenning, Daily Racing Forum, uh, one of the top handicappers in the country, one of the best journalists, uh, also a very good writer. I shouldn't say he just sits down and gives you winners. He gives you insight as well. And I think he did with us, and I thank him for it. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 